Welcome to the Emmaus Fellowship Teaching Podcast. We trust you find this encouraging. Emmaus Fellowship is located at 205 North Pine Street in Woodland Park, Colorado. Our phone number is 719-687-6061. We trust you find this encouraging as you pour over God's Word with us. Gave me a voice and a song Taught me how to sing Okay, good people. So I have a couple of verses that I'd like to read, and that will simply be a launching pad for me to just share some thoughts with you. I'd like to first read Micah 6, 8. This is Micah 6, 8. O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Again, Micah 6, 8. And then I'd like to read Genesis 22. Uh, This is one of the fascinating passages of Scripture uh, over the years for me because, well, you'll you'll hear it and you'll remember it. Um, And if it's new for you, it'll it'll be equally um, mysterious, I guess. So Genesis 5, 22. Enoch walked with God 300 years after he fathered Methuselah. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and one day he disappeared, for the Lord took him. And then I'd like to read Genesis 6, 9. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. So I want to talk with you a bit about walking with God. Now, some of you know uh, that I am actually in Alaska right now. So I've recorded this a week and a half before Aspen Grove, and I am actually in the middle of an adventure with two of my adventure buddies, uh, Dave and Aaron. And we are north of the Arctic Circle, Lord willing, and we are in a mountain range called the Brooks Range. And the Brooks Range is in a wilderness area called the Gates of the Arctic up in, uh, yeah, just northern Alaska there. And to put it in perspective, this wilderness area is larger than the state of Colorado. In fact, it's uh, 20 million acres larger than the state of Colorado. And there are no roads and there are no trails in this area. And we've been flown in by a bush plane and left. And I can only imagine, I'm anticipating, that uh, once we hear that sound of the airplane engines drifting off in the distance, that um, we'll be alone, the three of us. And um, it reminds me of a story of uh, Shackleton. Many of you know of Shackleton. There was a shipwreck uh, in the other side of the the planet, uh, down in Antarctica, and they survived and they lived for many, many, many months. And there's a part of the story where they take a, a small boat and they sail to an island and once they get to the island they know there's an outpost on the other side of the island and it's in Shackleton's journal that when they traveled across the mountains of this island 
there were three of them and when they got to the other side um, they were rescued there was a rescue uh, that came down to the, the men that were still on the ice uh, there in Antarctica anyway all that to say is in his journal it's quoted that he was referring to the fourth member of his team because to this day in the allotted time that they spent going from one side of the island uncharted to the other side of the island to the outpost uh, there have been teams that have tried to replicate that journey and it is virtually impossible to do what those guys did in the amount of time that they did it and he and Shackleton speaks of the just the providence of God being with them like the person of Jesus essentially the spirit of Christ walking with them journeying with them enabling them to get to where they needed to be for survival so that's one example of um of a modern day well relatively modern uh example of uh someone referencing walking with god we have enoch who walked with god for 300 years i don't know what he did the first 65 years of his life um probably didn't walk very much maybe he did i think it's literal i think uh noah as well walked with god and i'm not convinced that it's just symbolic of him walking in close relationship with god although i am certain that that's a big part of it but i think that those guys probably set it in their hearts to go on walks with god and uh, whether it was in a crisis situation like shackleton and his group and god uh, you know just was present with them and they could experience the tangible presence of god walking with them and guiding them and supporting them and helping them um, or if it is a spiritual practice that you can actually start to implement, walking with God is important. Walking with God is critical. In fact, uh, as we read in Micah, it is one of the things that we are encouraged to do. This is what is good. Do what is right, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. So, here I am in Alaska and someone has asked me recently, so what are you gonna do? Where's your goal? What's your objective? Do you have summits that you wanna reach? Do you have a place, a destination? And this wilderness area is so large that unless I was to spend a month up there, um, yeah, I couldn't cross it in the allotted time that we have. I mean, I'm gonna be up there for two weeks and not all of that time is actually in this wilderness area. I'm actually gonna be, um, yeah, in this wilderness area for eight days. Now, my answer was, my friends and I are going to walk. That's it. And we're going to walk together, and we're going to walk with God, actually. And this is a, a thing, you know, for me. Many of you know me. You know my story uh, well enough to know that every so often I'll come back from one of these adventures, and I'll talk about how the Lord met me. This has been intentional in my life. I need you to hear this. And I need you to hear a little bit of the backstory behind it. It's um, more than just adventuring for me. Ever since I was a little boy, actually, I have been drawn to the wilderness. I've never felt afraid. There have been nights when I would hear noises in the distance, um, not even when I was a kid, but even when I was an older guy, <laughs> that I would get spooked a little bit. Uh, but honestly, 
the forest and the wilderness has nurtured me in some ways. Actually, let me rephrase that. God has nurtured me in the forest. God has nurtured me in the wilderness. And so since I was a little boy, I was drawn to being outside. Many of you can relate to that. Some of your fondest memories are being in wild places. And I want to just point to the idea that as I began to mature and I became a father and I was, you know, a husband to Tiffany for many, many years, um, I began to walk with God intentionally. Like I would actually schedule one week or so out of the entire year to simply walk with God. I call those walkabouts. Now you might have heard the term walkabout from Aboriginal tribes who would leave their families and their tribes and they would actually go on these walkabouts and they would, it was like a rite of passage of sorts. And maybe you've heard us refer to the Irish um, Celts or the spiritual uh, Irish that would go on these similar sort of walkabouts, but they called them chasing the wild goose, the Holy Spirit being the wild goose. And they would actually trust that God was going to lead them and guide them and meet with them and have conversation with them. Now, as you all know, in the scripture, there's plenty of references to people walking, of course. Um, very few people had chariots or horses or donkeys that they would ride on. And so there was a lot of walking going on. And so in our day and age, when you know we're so mobile and we're so capable of traveling without walking, uh, I just want to point to the idea that you could set time aside to walk with God. That this could actually be a spiritual practice. I just want to reference a couple of the walkabouts that I've been on with God. Uh, there were about four years where I, every summer, was intentional. And I would take my backpack and I would fill it up with everything that I needed to survive for seven or eight days. And I could go anywhere. And I would start out by usually driving somewhere. Uh, sometimes I would tag it on to an event that I was going to already. So for example, going to Northern California for a conference up in Redding, California, I had taken with me my backpack and everything that I needed so that after the conference, I could just step out of the conference and I could ask the Holy Spirit, where would you like to go with me? And that particular trip took me through the Mojave Desert and into Arizona to the southern rim of the Grand Canyon where I hiked down into the Havasupai Indian Reservation and camped down there. And that was an amazing, amazing trip where the Lord began this healing process for me physically as well as emotionally because the several months leading up to that trip, I had experienced a pretty severe head injury and a severe snowboarding accident in a severe snowboarding accident where I was knocked unconscious for seven hours and lacerated my kidney and broke some ribs and, you know, hit my face and on a tree, actually. So for the Lord to bring me into that place and to minister to me in that wild place, beautiful crazy wild place um, that was the beginning of a series of these types of trips 
I remember one year going to Australia and I did a wedding for a couple, Dennis and Emily. And we were in Southern Australia outside of Melbourne. And I had intentionally booked my return flight like eight days after the wedding. Everybody else left, they went home. Um, and I ended up just stepping out the door basically with everything that I needed and asking the Lord, where, where do you wanna go? And on that particular trip, uh, I ended up down in, oh, where was it? That was Tasmania, actually, sailing uh, down on the southeast cape of Tasmania. And the story there, again, a, a pretty miraculous uh, encounter with um, just people that were on this boat. Uh, I joined in as part of the crew. And, you know, it's just like, story after story of this where you're just walking with God and the Lord uses really profound experiences for me to get a deeper sense of his heart, not only for me personally or not only for my vision for life moving forward, but usually, usually ministering to my heart in a way that settles something deep whether I've had like unresolved issues of unforgiveness in my life, the Lord would typically take me on one of these walks and we would contend for forgiveness. Or maybe I had a judgment against a certain type of people. And so for example, on that boat, when I got on that ship, I can still remember it so clearly when I met the captain, uh, I met Captain Sarah, who used to be Captain Henry of the Royal Navy and had undergone a transformation of sexual identity. And here I was holding my judgments, holding all of my filters of criticism and um, misunderstanding and all of that. And now I'm on this boat in this little microcosm of humanity. And I am learning some things from the Lord about his heart towards people who are different, his heart towards people who um, might even be considered not necessarily like Captain Sarah, but you know, you can fill in the blank. Who is your modern day leper? And how did Jesus minister and reach towards instead of back away from his modern day lepers? And how did Jesus respond with healing and care and love towards his modern day lepers. So you kind of get it, right? So I left that trip, left that boat, left Tasmania with a different perspective, hopefully growing more and more into the perspective of how Jesus views every human being on the planet with love and care for the sake of healing, restoration, and life abundance. All right, so that's one example of me walking with God. Now, I didn't walk very much on that boat, but I can tell you I walked on that boat. And when I walked off of that boat, I feel like I was a different person. There's story after story after story. Even this last summer, I spent most of the summer when I was not in Woodland Park doing outside church and recording Aspen Grove videos, I was walking. I walked 525 miles last summer with God and also with Tiffany and with some new friends that I made along the trail. But here's the point. 
you and I, we have decisions to make about how we're going to spend our time. If we're going to preoccupy ourselves, if we're going to distract ourselves, if we're going to keep ourselves insulated and isolated from our own hearts, if we're going to allow ourselves to enter into opportunities for God to speak to us, even confront, convict, convince, bring us home, bring us back into who we really are, and in a word, walk humbly with God. Are we going to choose that? Now, for us, of course, we know that that's metaphorical. It's a language that can be translated into walking with God, as in setting your heart towards His things, moving in step with Him in your daily life, walking with nearness and, um, yeah, conversational relationship with God throughout our days. Now, I understand that, but I have to be honest with you. Those adventures that I've been on with Jesus, this one that I'm currently on right now, they set me up so that when I do get home and I'm back in, you know, my familiar environment, I am more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm more sensitive to His presence because I walk closely with Him in those wild places. And so I wanna encourage you, take some walks, use this summer to get out and be with God. Allow yourself to think deep thoughts. Allow yourself to just kind of mm, be intentional about conversation with God that can be ongoing. I have to just kind of close it out with this. Last summer when I started a walk, I started in April and I ended in August. Again, several hundred miles. And the Lord and I had an ongoing conversation about specific things in my life that lasted the entire summer. He didn't change channels on me every time I went for a walk. It was like we picked up where we left off from the last walk. So friends, I just want to encourage us. Let's walk humbly with God. Let's do what is right. Let's love mercy. This is what God considers good. And this is what he requires of us. And so we can do that metaphorically and we can do that physically and actually. So I want to encourage you to do both. Take some time this year, spend some time out on the trails with family, with friends, by yourself, do it safely. Let people know where you're going because like Enoch, I mean, isn't that an interesting one? He just disappeared. Now I don't anticipate that. Although how am I to know? I don't, think this is my last Aspen Grove video, but it could be. I mean, what a mystery, right? How did Enoch and God walk so closely that Enoch was just taken? I don't know. I don't get that. All I know is that there can be a union that we can find with God. And one of the ways that we can lean into that, there are many spiritual practices, but perhaps walking with God could be one that you could exercise no pun intended, this summer. I'll leave you with that, and I'll be back in just a moment with some prompts. God bless you. It's our joy to offer these podcasts. We sure hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, any prayer requests, 
feel free to drop us a line at EmmausFellowship at iCloud.com. If you're curious about ways you can be more deeply involved in this community, visit our website at EmmausFellowship.org and be sure to like our Facebook page.